So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. So they were shaking hands, is what I'm understanding. Very vigorously right, yes. agreeing with something each other. else, I think. <laughs> vigorously <laughs> welcoming each other. Apparently, the video lasted for a full 20 minutes. Wow. That would give you RSI, wouldn't it? <laughs> Smashing Security, Episode 148, Billboard Boobs, Face Forensics, and Alexa Gets Way Too Personal, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 148. My name is Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And this week, Carol, we are joined by a terribly popular returning guest. It's Maria Vermasis. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Hello, hey, Maria. Hey, Maria. It's been Hi. a while. It has. Hello. It's very early in the morning for you. Tell me you have a cup of cha in front of you or something. I do, and it's in my Swear Trek mug. Oh, yeah. Swear Trek mug. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my very first picks of the week. <laughs> uh, but I ended up buying a mug from them because I love them so much. So it, it felt a props. Oh. So, a probe, totes a probe. So, I yeah. have um, a Bob Ross mug. Oh. And I think someone put it in the dishwasher and it's starting to peel off because when you put hot drink in it, his painting comes alive. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's cool. But it can't take the heat. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Can't take, well, it can't take the dishwasher. All right. This has yeah. been Mug Talks brought to you by National <laughs> Security. <laughs> Crow, t- tell us what have we got coming up on the show this week? Thanks to this week's sponsors, LastPass and Immersive Lab. Their support helps us give you this show for free. Now, on today's show, Graham gives us an SFW look at a porn incident along an American highway. Maria muses on the latest in the deep fake, cheap fake space. And I'll investigate whether Amazon really is finally taking our privacy concerns seriously. All this and loads more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, fellows, fellows, do you remember what <laughs> you were doing? <laughs> I'm not allowed to say chaps. No, anymore. no, no. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember what you were doing in 1994? Mm, yeah, having a great time. I'll remind you of a few things which mm. were happening back then. Nancy Kerrigan got yeah. walloped on the knee. The ice skater got walloped on the huge, knee. Huge, huge in my world. That was a- huge in my world yeah. as well. It was massive. Nancy Kerrigan was from where I'm from around oh. here. So it was big local news. That was like all I heard about. Yep. 
Of course, her arch rival Tonya Harding, her ex husband, was the one who did it. There's a great movie about it. That movie last was year, good. Yeah, 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 great movie. Um, Netscape Navigator was released. Oh, of bless it! <laughs> That's yep. the best way to be online. R.I.P. <laughs> Some superb movies came out, like The Shawshank Redemption, The Flintstones. <laughs> With John Goodman and, of course, Maria, Star Trek Generations. Oh, yeah. I've, was that the movie? <laughs> it's the one where Picard and Kirk meet up. I remember seeing that yep. one. I have uh, Malcolm strong... McDowell is a bad guy, isn't he? Yeah, it was weird. It's not it's a great not, movie. It's, it's not a good it's movie. Not, <laughs> it's not. Like most of the Star Trek movies, it's kind of is that, is that the one where Kirk dies? Is that where Kirk Spoilers! He... Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> 1994, dudes. And right. O.J. Simpson, he fleed the police in his white Ford Bronco. Yeah, another oh, huge thing. Oh my was that God, one of the first like, live tracking? There was helicopters following it. It was a big deal when that yes. happened. Yes. It was bonkers. The mm. miniseries they just did about O.J., they... American Crime Story or something, fantastic, really good. That's my pick of the week. There you go. Now it all <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Now it all seems so innocent, doesn't it, all those years ago? Mm. But it was also the year when a dangerous and pernicious ad campaign appeared on roadside billboards putting drivers in peril. Okay. Yes, it oh, was a serious road traffic incident. Well, here in the UK, at least, there was a campaign which featured Czech supermodel Eva Herzegova. Mm-hmm. And it was very controversial, uh, much to the delight of the PR people working for Wonderbra, which is what she was advertising. There was a <laughs> famous advert of Eva Herzegova looking down at her, uh, her, um, and uh, it was accompanied by the words. Looking, sorry, sorry, looking down at her what? I'm sorry. Oh, what, you can't say boobs. <laughs> you know, what's the embarrassing bit there, Graham? Look, she was, she was boobs. looking. Anyway, it was accompanied by the words, hello, boys. Now I never, I never quite understood whether she was saying hello, boys, to her, to her uh, boobs. I don't no, think no. any woman no. that I've ever met would do that. So I don't think there was a. No, they're there. they're always ladies. They're never men. It's that's that's yeah. kind okay. of rule okay. number one. All right, but they do look like kind of a couple of bald headed men, don't they? It could almost they're be a baby couple heads. of cards there. Maybe yes, <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> This now, is getting really perverted. Now, Eva Herzegova, she she is not the only person to strip down to their undies for a roadside ad. You may remember, of course, David Beckham advertising Armani underwear. There he was reclining as though he was having a sandwich. I uh, don't know where he kept his cheese and pickle, but there he was uh, enjoying himself. You had fun pulling but the story if, together, didn't you? If, oh, yes. Google image search. But if we were to believe the tabloids, there were road accidents galore, traffic jams, utter chaos as men ogled the billboard boobage while others deplored right, because they're hot, right? So and they're, sexist. They're sexy pictures. And so what people were like ogling them and uh, uh, Eva Hertzegova. Yes. She's, she's, you know, Oh yeah, David yes. Beckham. I'm sure no one looked at no, that and had a bit of no, a drool. Goodness. People Ugh, were no, averting their eyes. Drop, if anything, Con- concentrating yeah, more on the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it may not surprise you to know there are public safety rules about roadside adverts. I have been looking these up in the UK and elsewhere, which means I looked it up in the UK and assumed elsewhere <laughs> as well. Your Mr. advert Honest. can be Go, banned. Always going the extra mile, eh, Clue? <laughs> your, your advert can be banned for being distracting or confusing if it puts vehicles or pedestrians in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And this was the allegation about the Hello Boys advert. But, of course, ads have moved on in the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years, haven't they? Uh, you know, the old days of spaffing some wallpaper paste up on a billboard and slapping up the advert, they've long gone by because it's now all digital ads and some of them are video ads as well and video images mm-hmm. alongside the roads, which seems to me like a crazy situation. You can get situation. them on the side of buses. Really? Yeah. What is the 
why would you? It just seems crazy. I mean, how distracting would that be? A moving image yep. while you're trying to drive oh, a yeah, car. Oh yeah, I'm used to this now. They're they're kind of everywhere here. Well, last Saturday night, the police department at Oban Hills, Michigan, began to receive phone calls. Yes, how do you say local Michigan? Michigan. No. Michigan. Michigan. Yes, exactly like that. Perfect. Well done. Yes. I had this argument at home the other day about, you know, those uh, uh, lizardy reptile things, I-G-U-A-N-A, with the funny eyes. Iguanas? You say iguana, How do you? How on earth else do you say it? Oh, I've obviously been getting it wrong then. I've been saying iguana. <laughs> <laughs> do you say guitar? <laughs> English say- is such a fucked up language, honestly. <laughs> Nobody can get this right. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. welcome to Mock Graham Week um, here on Special Security. Anyway, so, um, do, uh, but, so the police in Oban Hills, Michigan bravo, um, bravo. began to receive phone calls from motorists because they were calling to say that an electronic billboard on the interstate was displaying a rather unorthodox video. Now, this video was. Do so you mean couple- unreligious? No, no, no. <laughs> Not Greek Orthodox. <laughs> okay. No. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, the video was of a couple of young ladies, with at least um, part of a gentleman as well. And well, was uh, it his there wasn't hand? much talking going on. Perhaps. Well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't oh, seen okay. the video. Are you talking, are you talking P-O-R-N here? Yeah, possibly, yes. Oh, no, but- God. Oh. So they were, they were shaking hands, is what I'm understanding. Very vigorously right, yes. agreeing with something each other. else, I think. <laughs> v- vigorously <laughs> welcoming each other. Apparently, the video lasted for a full 20 minutes. Wow. That would give you RSI, wouldn't it? Um, something like that. It would. It's quite yeah. impressive that these professionals. Anyway, um, now you won't be surprised to hear that this video was somewhat distracting. But what surprises me is that some of the drivers who saw this, they responded by instantly leaping into action. Yeah. By grabbing their camera phones and recording their videos of the video being played on the billboard as they were driving down the interstate and uploading it to the mm. internet. We begin with a shocking distraction for drivers along I-75. A pornographic video playing on a giant billboard. We are blurring out the explicit portion of the video, but this is what drivers saw near M59 in Auburn Hills last night. And 7 Action News reporter Jen Shans, she spoke to the driver who took that video. I kind of almost got an accident. That's because Dr. Justin Camo was distracted by this on his way home from dinner Saturday night. He was traveling on I-75 North near M59 East in Auburn Hills. Came across a billboard and it was something unusual. Um, saw two girls, you know, you know, lesbian porn. I assumed someone hacked it right away. Um, I kind of seen that billboard always having, you know, the user going through the desktop and making sure the proper billboards are up. So it's one of those digital things that's easily to get hacked. So the newspapers and the internet sites, they got hold of these videos of the footage that had been played for about 20 minutes. And as Motherboard reports, the porn aficionados on Reddit. <laughs> do people call themselves have... that? I'm sure porn they do. <laughs> I'm a porn aficionado. That'd be a great business card. Well, they, if you pardon the expression, they put their heads together and they... <laughs> they <laughs> identified the actresses concerned as Zev Bellringer and Princess Leia. Um, (laughs) What? Hmm. Now, I've done a little bit of research into these two. I've done some Googling. I'm sure you enjoyed that research. Now, first of all, Maria, I'm not claiming that you're one of these, but do you know who's... Uh, I'm definitely not. (laughs) Do you know who Zev Bellringer is? Oh, yeah, she's a buddy of mine. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> According to IMDb, this particular Zev Bellringer has appeared in well-known movies uh, such as A Hard Situation. Of course. I've Had Bigger. <laughs> it's like God. a bad and, Monty Python sketch. Yeah. And Bratty Sisters Converted to Sex Bots. Now, <laughs> oh, I, I've watched that one. I can't tell I've you. I've lived it, Carol. <laughs> she, she has. She has a lot of entries on IMDb, and I had to go down a long way to find three that I felt comfortable repeating <laughs> on the podcast, can I tell you? Because a lot of them... On this family podcast. Exactly. Yeah, you can't even say the word boobs, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, Princess Leia, meanwhile, doesn't really have a, an IMDb entry other than the one for Carrie Fisher. Right. And we're definitely not talking about her, right? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not Star no. Wars. No. no. Okay. Well, I was thinking Star Wars perhaps could have been one of oh. I was hiring her. But uh, anyway, what happened was the guys at Motherboard actually approached these porn actresses for comment about their video <laughs> appearing on the motorway. <laughs> I love that. And oh, my Lord. I was very impressed with Princess Leia, uh, who said that she was shocked on hearing the news. Very relieved here that no one was hurt. And she said, It is my sincere hope that this will open a larger public discussion regarding the safety of electronic billboards. Bravo. Well, that's, All right. that's, that's a little more sobering than I expected. I know. She can't be that much she fun. Worked, can she? She could, yeah, she could have worked it a bit to kind of go, Hey, you can buy the movies on Amazon still. They're available. $2.99. <laughs> Zev Bellringer, meanwhile, she tweeted that she was flattered by all the attention, but keep your eyes on the road and both hands on the steering wheel. I think there was some concern there could have been uh, people messing around with their stick shifts. Anyway, the thing is that this is all, of course, quite serious. What? You don't know enjoying these? <laughs> what? This- it's just, it's it's just, just f-ing. <laughs> Sorry, but <sighs> keep going. It's great. I'm just composing myself. <laughs> He's like, I got 20 more. And then the segment is only halfway over. <laughs> now, this is no giggling matter, as you probably noticed. There's nothing There's nothing amusing here, no. if, you, if you thought there it's might be. Serious business. Obviously. Um, the police uh, obviously have said that this is pretty serious stuff. They have got some CCTV footage of two people breaking into a shed under the billboard, hacking into the computer, putting porn onto the digital billboard. Apparently it was a a three-foot by three-foot shack hidden behind some shrubbery. So they went behind the bushes and uh, uploaded the video there. To the love shack, if you will. Baby. Indeed. (laughs) And this has made it quite a serious offence. Sorry, can I ask a question? Yes. So you started off talking about 1994. This video, was that filmed then? Was that when it came out? No, no, no. The point was about distraction on the roadside, which began right. back yes. with Eva Herzegovina. Someone- so this is a recent movie? <laughs> I, do- I don't know, Crow. I haven't actually watched the movie or Carbon dated it or anything well, you like this. IMDb, so well, you yeah, IMDb, IMDB is one thing. When did the film I d- come I d- out? I don't know when the film came out. <laughs> I Can you call it a film? Is well, that what it is? A film? Yes, yes. A a film? (laughs) Anyway, messages, lessons to learn. Don't have default passwords. Don't have no passwords at all. Quite often, the computers running these billboards or road signs are very poorly secured, and they're poorly secured in terms of physical security as well. They may not even be locked up. We've just given every teen something to do on a board Saturday night now. No, I don't. Oh, it is known, Carol. Come on, everybody knows this. Everyone everyone knows. Do you think everyone knows? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. 
And I'm not suggesting anyone play with anything, Carol. That, that would be completely out of <laughs> no, order. There have been a number of instances like this teenagers. in the past. Hmm. Yes. Like lobbing a softball. Signs okay. <laughs> have been hacked. Display messages like zombie invasion. The yes. Daleks are coming. Impeach the bastard I saw over the weekend. Yep. These sort of things. They're not big or clever. And it can actually end up being a serious felony because you're breaking into a building and the cops I'm may well sure come and grab I'm not sure this latest porn you. film was big or clever either. I don't know how big or um well, well I don't <laughs> uh. anyway um so there you go bell ringer princess leia i think just keep your eyes on the road right and what why do we have these kind of adverts on the roadside anyway it seems terribly terribly distracting i agree i hate them hate them well let's Ver- stop them let's yeah. stop them right now vermont doesn't have any okay i know every time you go buy one just close your eyes yes drive past. <laughs> good idea okay excellent problem solved Maria, what's your story for us this week? <laughs> so from porn to deepfakes, which is also porn related, I suppose. Yeah, quite often. I'm actually doing a follow up to the first time when I came on the show and talked about deepfakes, which was a year and a half ago, I think we said. February 2018. Not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. But I just remember when I brought it up, it was like, hey, this brand new thing called deepfakes, they're using yeah. it like to fix Carrie Fisher's face on the latest movie posthumously. And, you know, it's it's wild that this technology exists somewhere in the ether and maybe one day we'll be using it for more nefarious purposes, but that's surely a long, long way away. And in, in this, I'm, I'm laughing because I kind of can't believe it, how in such a short amount of time we went from that brand new implausibility to, holy shit, it's a real, very easy thing to do and it's an actual problem already. So I think you were right on the crest of the wave. You were reporting on this just as the deep fake porn problem first emerged on Reddit, weren't you? Yeah, and I had only heard about it through my sci-fi fandom circles, mm. basically talking about how they fixed the Star Wars movie. Yeah. I hadn't read about it at all through I hate using that phrase, mainstream media about like the uh, potential political implications just mm. yet, because that was very sci-fi. Nobody really cared yet. So we're already there a year and a half later. Mm. So this, I guess, what I just wanted to talk about for this segment was an update to all of this. So in that year and a half, we are already at the point where organizations and companies are stepping up and saying, this is a huge problem for us and our platforms already. So for one example, multiple companies and organizations formed the Deepfakes Detection Challenge, which is actually starting this month, October 2019. And here's their mission statement. And again, remember, this is in response to a problem that started a year and a half ago. When new forms of misinformation emerge, we need new efforts to combat them. New technologies like deepfakes, where realistic AI-generated videos show real people doing and saying fictional things, are a huge technical challenge. Deepfake technologies are rapidly evolving and are getting incredibly hard to detect. Adversaries creating fake content and the platforms finding it are competing in something comparable to a high-stakes, fast-moving chess game. No single organization can... Yeah, I thought you'd be interested. No single organization can solve this on their own. Now Graham's really into it. That's why we are working together on an ongoing initiative. So, who are these companies? Yeah, I was just going to say, who's part of this? So, so far, it's companies like Microsoft and my obligatory mention of Facebook. Yes. (laughs) Oh, these medium-sized companies. Medium, tiny... (laughs) Little, tiny companies. 
And uh, the Partnership on AI, which is this big coalition of a lot of leading tech universities like Oxford University, Cornell, MIT, a whole bunch of others. And in fact, Facebook is on its own ponying up a mere $10 million towards this project. So I don't know if that means they're actually taking it all that seriously, because that seems like a drop in the bucket for Facebook. But it but is, still, yeah. it's a consortium of people that it hopefully will come up with something better than if there was nothing at all. That's I guess true. That's the hope. That's right. true. And at the same time as this is going on, there's also another initiative going on uh, via researchers at Google. So they just came out with this new custom data set of faces and face swaps that they made in this project called Face Forensics Plus Plus. And they mm-hmm. actually put it on GitHub, so you can poke around a little bit. Google basically hired a bunch of actors, and with the actors knowing consent, they made a bunch of face swaps with these actors using four popular deepfakes makers, which is deepfakes, face-to-face, face swap, and neural textures. So we've got four of these hmm. makers, or again, year and a half, can't believe so it. So these are tools which are used to make deepfake videos. Correct. And right. There's four, and okay. there's four big ones. There's probably more than four, but those are the four known right. big ones. And so they did the face swapping with these actors that they paid... Uh, and they swapped them onto over a thousand videos that they easily sourced on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the idea was that they just made this brand new data set so they could help reverse engineer how deep fakes are made and smarten up their own AI so they can better detect deep fakes. So, right. Yeah. So it's kind of like trying to build something and then test it. Correct. It's a playground that they can test it in. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Right. I mean, to me, it makes sense that orgs like Google, which owns YouTube and Facebook, which, you know, is Facebook, uh, <laughs> are working furiously to get ahead of deep fakes. I mean, the ethical issues aside, right, about why deep fakes are a problem. Hopefully that's obvious. Uh, but uh, when they they're gonna have all these credibility issues where you're gonna have fake videos running rampant on all their platforms if they can't yeah. detect it, people are gonna go, well, I can't trust anything that's on YouTube or Facebook, so I'm logging off, which actually might be great. Yes, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so we should just let them do yeah. that. <laughs> it didn't seem like at first any of these companies were taking this all that seriously. It seemed like. Maybe they thought it was going to be a niche hobbyist thing or maybe just relegated to the world of porn and who cares about that? But then we saw just a few months ago some deep fakes that an artist made of Mark Zuckerberg announcing his plans for world domination. I think that was actually a real video, wasn't it? That uh, was, uh, wasn't yeah, it? it was behind the scenes. It wasn't supposed to go live, right? And then there was another one of uh, supposedly drunken slurring Nancy Pelosi, and that one went viral on yeah. Facebook. Oh, yeah, we talked about that on yeah, the show, I Yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And then, so Facebook had said they weren't going to get involved with this sort of thing, but once those started going viral, they they realized they needed to, and they started taking those down. And I don't know if it was Nancy Pelosi or the Zuck video that was just too much egg on their face, but... You know, when you're speaking, I'm thinking, you know, they've actually impacted some pretty big players, haven't they? Like Nancy Pelosi. Like, I'm sure she's like, okay, something needs to be done. You know, Obama was hit with it. I'm sure Trump has, right? Oh, I'm um, everybody so, at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So... Uh, so that would have, I'm wondering if that kind of kickstarted this consortium. But the problem with these consortiums is it can, it sounds good that you're creating one and you're working on this, but the proof's in the pudding. It's what actually gets agreed and pushed out right as a standard that is important. And that sometimes can take consortiums years yeah. to get, you know, to agree and to decide on the wording. It's like a lawyer's nightmare or field day, depending on what kind of lawyer you are. <laughs> It's just alarming because we are already in very much a heated arms race situation. Mm. These orgs are, if they're trying to get in front of this problem, they have to move extremely quickly. And yes, I was just reading a story last night about the proliferation of child pornography and how platforms like Facebook are completely failing at uh, taking this stuff down in a, a prompt way. So I'm thinking if they can't even prioritize child abuse images, how on earth are they going to get ahead of things like deepfakes? I mean, mm. I, and it's not going to be just 
big names that are going to get affected. I mean, people are talking about revenge porn videos being made, people being angry at their ex-boyfriend or girlfriend making a deep fake of them on porn videos. It could potentially affect anyone. I'm actually honestly shocked that deepfakes haven't come up yet in the current uh, U.S. election, impeachment, et cetera, et cetera, a whole new cycle. Uh, I think the thing is they couldn't make a video which was more outrageous than the truth. <laughs> mm. Yay, happy story. <laughs> so, <laughs> so glad just, I'm on the show today. <laughs> just like you told us in February 2018 that deepfakes were coming in, it was the end of civilization as we know it. You're going, um, told you. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving to a cabin in rural Maine and just cutting myself off from society. And so when societal collapse does happen, I'll be okay. Graham, we should create a deep fake of her so she can come on the show regularly. Oh. <laughs> Crow, what's your story for us this week? So I wanted to look into a recent Amazon event. This was held at their HQ in Seattle, uh, like last week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys seen pictures of uh, Amazon's HQ. I have not. I imagine it's it's a big square or a sort of rectangular cardboard box like structure with like some brightly colored tape up the side. <laughs> no. Oh, it's a, it's a biodome, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a biodome. And I guess that's what billions and billions of profits gets you, right? A pretty swanky Especially HQ. when you don't pay enough taxes on it. hey <laughs> So Amazon yeah. had unveiled at this event a number of new devices and talked more seriously than ever about privacy. And this is funny because last year, Amazon actually made zero mentions of privacy features during its 80-minute unveiling at the same event. Actually, I seem to remember privacy was discussed pretty effing seriously when Bezos was papped, stepping out on the then Miss Bezos. Oh, when his uh, yeah. his private photos leaked out and things <laughs> of his... Um, but yeah. Amazon and the company haven't waded very deeply into these privacy waters. Anyway, according to CNET, within the first five minutes of Amazon's product launch event, hardware chief David Limp... Odd name. Mm. It's Limp, actually. <laughs> <laughs> is it? No, I don't. <laughs> no, it's. I have no idea. <laughs> is it, is it a pronounced limp? <laughs> <laughs> so hardware chief David Limp, Limp. His voice took a really serious tone just five minutes into the event, right? And he's head of development, right, at at Amazon. Now he also said this Amazon head of hardware during this launch event privacy. So this is quoting: privacy is absolutely foundational. <laughs> Everything we do in and around Alexa. Bullshit. <laughs> oh, very funny you say that word. I do not have a smart speaker anywhere in my house, so Alexa <laughs> is not reporting me to Amazon HQ right now. <laughs> well, so what has been highlighted, uh, highlighted as new privacy features for the device's assistant? From now on, I'm going to call it Al, right? Just because otherwise the beeping is going to get annoying okay, in, the, in the piece. Right. Yes. Okay, so there's a new auto-delete feature, letting the users of Al's voice recordings, letting them delete uh, voice recordings on a rolling three-month or 18-month basis. Now, Recode reports that Amazon will not give you the option to automatically delete your voice data. Amazon also announced that users can now ask the speaker, blah, blah, tell me what you heard, or Al, uh, why did you do that? And these queries are meant to increase transparency 
I can't help but wonder, though, some of the answers must be just like, because, or don't worry your pretty little head about yeah. it, or something to that effect. Because what, are they going to explain the ins and outs of, of every, you know, reason? Or it's going to be behind? like, I am refining my algorithm. Well, that was really helpful. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Amazon is also letting customers opt out of human reviews of voice recordings. Now, yep. note, I said opt out, not opt in. And Apple, mm-hmm. you might remember when we talked about it a few weeks ago, actually have done it the other way around. So turning it off by default, and then you turn it on. And they hope you Now, Amazon's two new Echo Show smart displays, right? They introduced even privacy shutters on their cameras. You know that thing that you can buy for like 50p? If that. Or 10 cents. Or a post-it note. They've thrown those in. Oh, wow. That's very generous of them, isn't it? (laughs) Little webcam cover. Wow. (laughs) This may all smell rather rosy, but I tell you, there is a faint whiff of something a little sketchy in the air. So uh, let me let me uh, show you the new Amazon gizmos and services that are on offer. Mm-hmm. So no, one of number one, an Al-enabled eyewear called Echo Frames. Now these glasses pair with your Android phone and can read out notification, make calls, play audio. Do you feel like we've been here before mm-hmm. with some other you know big in tech giant? And you can play music and podcasts, and you can ask Al for rundowns of your calendar. La 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 la. Okay. You can always obviously do some shopping, right? Because That's Al is want. there. Yeah. Exactly. You might go, hey, remember, I need to buy, uh, you know, some bananas. There's the Al wireless earbuds. So at any time, you can say the name Al, the Al wake word, and mm-hmm. uh, the, familiar, the familiar chimes will tinkle, tinkle in your ears. I don't want anybody tinkling in my ears. It's not your kind of thing. I think Zev Bellringer actually has a video where there's some ear tinkling going on. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's also an Al, this is the craziest one, an Al-enabled ring for your finger called Ugh, an Echo Loop. No. <laughs> don't want any of this. They've taken a whole Echo speaker and they've put it into the ring. Now, can we talk about the logistics of this, please? Like, how is your e- finger anywhere near your flipping ear? So, hang on. So, they've... <laughs> Didn't we like, do? Why wouldn't you create they put an a, earring? They put a speaker in your ring. Yes, is what you're saying. <laughs> so the Alexa's with this. you all um, the time. No, I mean, this, didn't we this, try this with Google Glass and we all decided that that was the dorkiest, dumbest thing? Like, yes, why are we doing I'm this again? Bezos and Co are going. Hey, maybe their timing was wrong. Oh, it's a good idea. No, I'm reminded a little bit. If you've read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, do you remember the Golga Frincham thing that where they put all the people they didn't really need, like the telephone sanitizers, into the <laughs> bee ark and sent them off to another planet? And I'm wondering if all of these Amazon devices with all these daft speakers involved, they're just to identify the people who are utterly useless in society and aren't required actually because they're. <laughs> arsing around with this kind of technology and it's like oh you're wearing one of those are you thank you very much take the door on the left (laughs) (laughs) i just i I just why who what yeah so exactly like i think the question is like why do it amazon want this you can do it technologically but should you do it is yeah (laughs) yeah does anyone really need it no no. Well, no, 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 but that's it, right? They're making you forget how you've ever lived without it before. Think of us 30-year-olds who actually remember life before mobiles. I mean, how did we live? How did we live? I bet most of us, if we left the house for two minutes without the phone, they might go, oh, forgot my phone. Even though I'm just going to the shops, I better run home and grab it. 
I still wipe my own ass, but I wonder in 20 years' time. Um, well, congratulations. Whether I know. Well, I don't, that's, that's wonderful I, to hear. I don't always yeah, do it perfectly. Because I, 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 I you. you are getting on in age, and we were getting we're a little nervous about that. I wonder in 20 years' time whether, you know, young people will think, oh, that's extraordinary that you do that. Why don't you get your Alexa to do it for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, they have those bidet attachment thingies. Those have been around for a long time. Right. And that you could have the little <laughs> ring there, which right. is, uh, has yeah. an echo embedded inside it, and off it so, goes. I mean, Amazon desperately, obviously, want to sell their kit, right? Fair enough. You know, so all these little gizmos go for like 130, 150, 180 bucks a pop US. I know. I agree. People with a lot more money than cents, I guess. And they're building, they're building that kind of, you know, they're, they're getting it from both sides because they're also building the, you know, the people's um, constant use of these devices, which, of course, then allows them to listen and collect as much audio recordings as possible to win the so-called AI game and come out on top and, you know, ahead of Google, ahead of Apple, ahead of Facebook. Right. The organizations are winning the AI game. Everybody else loses. <laughs> right. So in other words, they want to kick Google in the googlies, Apple in the ass. Facebook in the... Oh, so, it's not, it's not hmm. just me doing puns this week. <laughs> and the right in the peach. <laughs> so my question is... Yes. Does this need for a billion of us to feed back tons of audio requests? Some legit and some of them are mistakes. We've seen that all in the press in the, over the few last mm. few months. How does this square with so-called personal privacy? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And, and remember, yeah. Amazon are the providers of facial recognition technology called Amazon Recognition with a K, which they provide to law enforcement and whoa, businesses. Whoa, 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 whoa. With a K? Yeah. R-E-K-O. Do you ever need evidence that someone is a twat? It's spelling something incorrectly, deliberately like that. It's like Toys R Us. They annoy me as well. Yep. Or Print For You. Yep. But recognition with a K, that's just... See, I would just refuse on principle. Well, don't worry. I don't think services. you're their target market for purchase. You don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to this, okay? There's even more, right? At the Seattle Amazon event, they also announced this product called Amazon Sidewalk. Have you heard about this? No. This is a new wireless protocol that links smart objects and EERO, okay? This is a Wi-Fi router that Amazon requ- uh, acquired – recently and oh, now yeah, it yeah, sells yeah. for home use right so it's like yeah. a wi-fi router or okay. Yeah. okay now sidewalk will use this proliferation of eero devices to build a mesh network or a mm-hmm. wireless network where Ugh. each device communicates with one another and the idea is that all the devices will work together to transmit data across the network spanning large broad geographical areas so for example according to amazon's own announcement the company found that placing 700 devices across L.A. was enough to cover the entire metropolitan area of the city. Oh, I'm sure police departments are going to love this. It gets even more delicious if you're Mm. ready. So even Mm. if you do not use Amazon wireless networks in your own home or join any of the Wi-Fi networks when you go out, the mesh network could enable Amazon to get data about the location of your devices. According to Business Insider, and tell me, guys, because you guys are geekier than me in this area, owners of Wi-Fi networks can track what devices are nearby. And even if those uh, devices don't sign onto the network, just like a smartphone can, it can detect nearby networks without signing on. Okay. Yep. It'll be able to detect your phone. So if you've used that device to download an Amazon app or log into your Amazon account, the company could pair that MAC address with your user profile. 
Jesus. So basically, it is the opposite of respecting your privacy, this mesh concept. And this geographic data is really important for Amazon's future. It helps build user profiles and it helps targeted advertisements, right? And that's a seriously growing business for them. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine explaining this to like the general public and and explaining how to opt out of something like this, if that's even possible. Because I'm wrapping my mind around, I don't want that for myself. I imagine opting out of that's going to be a pain in the ass. But how do I explain this to my mom? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, I don't even know how. And there are other, there are other, uh, tele, I mean, I remember that BT, they, uh, British Telecom, they have something called BT Wi-Fi. So lots mm-hmm. of people's home routers are available as a sort of mesh network. If you, so they, they, they sort of boast that, oh, we have five million hotspots up and down the UK because it's residential Wi-Fi, which you can log into, mm-hmm. um, effectively. I've just done a search on their online map mm-hmm. and there are 211 BT Wi-Fi hotspots near me. I mean, within a walk of like three minutes oh, wow. from me. So they like, know every time you go for a walk, right? Well, it's I don't almost... connect to it, but yeah. But it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if BT is doing a similar thing. So the idea here is even if you're not connected to it, they can actually see you walk by because your phone's kind of going, oh, there's a Wi-Fi hotspot. You can't well, even hide one. in your own home anymore. You, there's no, I mean. It... Well, there is. Just get rid of your phone. It's only, you know, isn't it amazing wow. how it's become such heroin that, you know, despite all these concerns, we just can't get rid of them. So uh, anyway, all this to say that I cannot tell you how thrilled to the gills I am about Amazon's privacy announcements. Um, and what did the software, head of software development say again? Privacy is absolutely foundational to everything uh, we do in and around Alexa. And to your to your exact words, I think I'll wager to call that a big, fat, stinking bullshit. Yeah, it's it's important yeah. to them so they know how to avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Can I point out that at the beginning of the show, I had a lovely, heartwarming, life-affirming <laughs> story <laughs> yeah. about a porn video. Life-affirming. Affirming. <laughs> What's firming? <laughs> Don't you love a win-win situation? Imagine if you could have both enterprise-wide password management with single sign-on. What is single sign-on? Well, Graham, let me dazzle you. Single Sign-On is designed to connect employees to high-priority apps, all without needing the user to log in at every single hurdle. Now, by combining these two services, our friends at LastPass may have just revolutionized security at the enterprise level. Learn more at lastpass.com forward slash smashing. You don't need to say the forward slash. So you've got an IT security team, but you want to turn them into security superstars. How can you best provide each employee with the opportunity to upskill themselves? Immersive Labs provides a cloud-based system, and it's available 24 hours a day, whenever is convenient for them to learn. It provides hands-on experience with tools, technology, and even sandboxed malware. The platform provides story-based threat simulations. It lets teams enhance their skills while stopping an online banking breach or the hack of industrial control systems. Lots of fun to be had there. Check out Immersive Lab's skills development platform to drive down your organization's cyber risk while reducing training costs. Check them out at immersivelabs.com slash light. Immersivelabs.com slash L-I-T-E. And welcome back. And you join us on our favorite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Week of the 
Oi. Oi. <laughs> it's too early for Maria. <laughs> Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they wish. Doesn't have to be security related necessarily. Better not be. Now, my pick of the week, in some ways, Carol, actually follows on rather nicely with your previous story. Oh, really? About how these big, ugly technology companies are scooping up our personal information, maybe without us realising. Sounds pretty security-related. Well, yes, it is a bit security-related. It doesn't have to be. It's, it's not that it no, you no, shouldn't you don't be. get to decide. It doesn't Remember? have to. It's cooperative. It doesn't have to be <laughs> security-related. Anyway, um, my pick of the week uh, is a website called Google. Ooh, tell me more. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't use the Google search engine, okay, because uh, for obvious reasons. But I checked out a page on the Google site today, google.com slash history. And I was curious. I thought, I don't use Google as a search engine. I thought, I wonder what they've been capturing about me. And I've chucked in a couple of screenshots here of what I saw on my particular account. And what I found was that from about a year ago, there were a number of search requests made, not using the traditional Google search engine, but using like the the voice-activated one. So I think what was happening here was that Maybe I was driving or traveling or something like that. And I might have gone into, um, maybe on my mobile phone, I might have accessed the app or something or the site. And rather than type anything, I've actually said, who is the greatest chess player of all time? Or is Donald Trump the worst president in American history? And other questions like this. And it's not only recorded those requests, which I see at google.com slash history, but it's also recorded my actual voice saying them. Excellent. Deep fake fodder. Fantastic. So I am, if I go to google.com slash history, I'm able to replay these old messages. So I found that my wife had used my phone and she had asked questions like, when was Rubik's Cube invented? Um, what's the difference between red lights and blue lights on an ambulance? Aww. Color. And how old, how old is Anne Robinson from The Weakest Link? Oh, very important. Very question. important questions. What's the difference between the red lights and the blue lights on an ambulance? When was Rubik's Cube invented? What is 3,000 kilometers in miles? Who is playing in Wimbledon's men final 2018? Anyway, I was a bit surprised by this because I thought I'd mostly be, was living a Google-free life, and somehow these have been recorded for over eighteen months ago. Now, obviously, I can zap them. Um, so I think I did this recently. Right. I don't know where I got the idea to do this, but I just looked at our. I went to the page, yes. the Google History yeah. page, yeah. and I went to Activity Controls, and all mine are turned off. Although it has mm -hmm. captured lots of YouTube things that I have done. Right. But it's only I can see this data. Is that what you had set up as well? Yes, it says that only I'm able to to see this, it says. But even so, I'm just a little bit disturbed that all these recordings of me have been kept. Well, you can you can dump them. There is a little trash bin there. Well, yes, but I I think people forget this. I forget, I'm, I'm sort of privacy conscious. I wasn't aware that I'm using the search engine. Google collects information on you. Yes, I, I think know. we've talked about that just today. My pick of the week is go <laughs> to google.com slash history and you might get a nasty surprise and make sure your settings are set properly and that everything is deleted if you wish it to be deleted. I think it's very privacy related, but I think it's important so you can have it. Oh, Carol, one of them is, who is Bob Ross? 
Ah, so you didn't know. But you must have mentioned. So on July 13th, 2018, I was trying to find that out. Or what's the it's time not- in Mauritius? Can you believe that, Maria? <laughs> he learned who Bob Ross was last year. Oh, it's part of the cultural DNA over I here, knew when so, I yeah. saw him, then I thought, oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that guy before from the Hair Bear ah. Bunch. Anyway, <laughs> Maria, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is something I just discovered a few days ago. And the premise is this. It's a lovely day in the village, and you are a horrible goose. Okay. <laughs> and the, it is called Untitled Goose Game. Oh. And the whole idea is that you're an asshole goose, and you go and do asshole goose things. <laughs> oh, well, Graham, so you, so have you played this? Did you well, help consult yeah, in the game? Actually, Carole, I, <laughs> are you I was goose? playing this with my son this weekend, actually, oh, on the Nintendo you? Switch. So yes. this is hot. This is hot to trot right the, now. This is a, this is a huge it's game a right now. It's a fun game. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll come over and play. It's one of the most downloaded games. Like, it's beating out some of the hugest titles <laughs> right now on Switch. But it's all... Yeah, I said beating out. Sorry. Um, but it's on... It's also available for Steam on the PC and Mac. So you don't have to be a Switch Ooh. player. Um, so basically, it's super fun. It's very easy. Like, very young children can play it. And you can honk and honk. steal things. Yeah, you basically can just go around honking at people, which is just super fun. Um, but you can go around and steal things and, you know, just wreak a- asshole goose havoc everywhere. And it's just, it's super funny. Yeah, cool. you, you steal things from behind people's backs and you dress up statues in braziers and spectacles and um, just cause a nuisance generally like geese do, I suppose. Yes, it's it's super funny. And I think they should come out with a patch where it's not just a regular white goose, but it's like a Canada goose and then you shit everywhere. <laughs> that would be my that would be my recommend. Listen, what? <laughs> well, she speaks the truth. It's, it's, it's not Canadian racism. It's just a fact about Canada goose. Well, kind of feels like gooseism, Canada gooseism. It does, actually. Well, it is. I am very anti-Canada Wow. Goosest. You heard it here, folks. Listen, I, I am. I'll go on record about that. They shit everywhere. Yeah. So do babies. Should they go back to their own country? <laughs> babies eventually stop shitting everywhere. <laughs> Canada geese don't. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm respectfully disagreeing with you. So your pick of the week is the Untitled Goose Game, and your... Yes, it's at... Goose.game is the website, actually, so you can check it out. You can get a little video of it. It's extremely, it's kind of twee. It's pretty funny. But don't you love that someone wrote a game like that rather than the, the normal sort of rubbish you get as video games? It's just a, it's imaginative idea and it's silly and fun. I, I like it too. It's the game we need right now for these it troubled is. times. This is what's going to heal <laughs> us and unite us, isn't it? It's true. It is. <laughs> Crow, wh- We're all going to come together over Untitled Goose Game. Peace <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> oh, shit. Crow, uh, what's your pick of the week? Um, so my pick of the week this week is a website. More specifically, a website that's a dictionary for Cockney rhyming slang. Ooh, blimey, governor. I know, and I thought we'd play a, a bit of a game, oh, right? Yes. I thought I would give you some Cockney rhyming Fantastic. slang examples, and you could tell me what you think it might be. Oh, I'm going to fail this so hard. No, 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 no. So first, let me just give you a quick, uh, like a quick, uh, so people can play at home as well. Let me just give you a little explanation about oh, Cockney yes. rhyming slang and how it works, yes. right? So start up in, they think, around 1840, and it's a kind of a humorous slang that was used by Cockneys who live in the East End of London. And it was probably first used as a kind of language to disguise what was being said 
said so that passerbys wouldn't know. So, for example, if you didn't know want your if you didn't want your customers to know that you were going to lower your prices in ten minutes, you could say it in Cockney rhyming slang. Okay, it's a way also to talk, you know, without the your wigging officers. And the way it works is the on. phrase rhymes with the thing which you're trying to say. For example, like the word look you would say butcher's hook. So the second word is always normally two words involved. And the second word rhymes with the word you want to use. But the first word is basically irrelevant kind of thing or just padding? No, because that becomes the key word, right? So because what you would do is get rid of hooks. You'd say, oh, take a butcher's at that. Yes, exactly. And butcher's yep. would mean butcher's hook. Hook rhymes with look. And that means take yep. a look at this. And if they said butcher's hook, that would be too obvious. If you say take right. a butcher's hook at that, but you say take a butcher's. Yeah. Does it kind of make sense? Okay. Okay. <laughs> come, on, come on, let's have a go. Let's have a go. <laughs> Maybe Maria has a first go, right? And then Graham can jump in and go, fnaw, 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 fnaw. I'm going to get fnawed at today. Yes, it's true. Yeah, you're going to fnaw, fnaw. Okay, so number one. Flawed. On your, there's three of them in here, okay? Okay. On your loaf, you have a barnet. Or maybe even a syrup. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's no way. Yeah. No. I, I have no idea what any of that means. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you the full rhyming cockney slang for each one, okay? To help you give a rhyming. I think I know most of that one. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, I, can, I think I understand that. Can you do it with all the full rhyming slangs before you translate it? Uh, there's one of them I'm not sure about. But I can, do, I can definitely do two of them. On your loaf of... Loaf of bread. You have a... Barnet. Yeah, I know what that fair. Oh, okay, Barnet fair. Okay, yep. Yeah. yeah, or maybe a syrup of syrup of figs. Yeah. <laughs> what? So Graham can translate that. So what it means is, on your head, you either have hair or a wig. See, so on your head rhymes with bread. Fair rhymes with hair. So you say on your loaf, you've got a barnet, or you've got your syrup. Yeah. Okay, you, you took me there. Translates. It's still okay. completely incomprehensible to me, but okay. Mary Poppins. No, 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 it's better. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> now you know, okay, now you know that yeah. loaf is head, right? So your loaf sits on your Gregory Peck, which sits on your naughty holders. Okay, so neck and shoulders, gotcha. But I, okay. Good. good. But see, okay. the, even the, the phrases like syrup of figs is like, that's not a phrase I would ever, that's not a thing. Not face constipation in your life yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, last one, last one, last one. <laughs> Male or female, we've all got a bottle and glass at the back with which we can have a Tom Tit. Oh, crawl! That's okay. smutty. Please, uh, <laughs> can we please raise the tone on this podcast? I, 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 I think I can guess what that one is. I didn't say anything about Ethan Hunt. Think about whoa, whoa, whoa! I, th- I think let's just <laughs> let's just let's just stop the right there. Let's stop the right there. Um, crawl, shush, crawl, shush. <laughs> fair shush. enough, fair enough. Right? <laughs> We're talking to Maria you now. You can put your rhyming slang away. That's. So, How dare you after your initial story? Hang on, story. you didn't actually tell us. Where, where is this website? Is that in the show notes? Are you going to tell us where it is? Yes, it's in the show notes, but it's called cockneyrhymingslang.co.uk. Okay, all right. So, uh, Maria, most of, Hello, Maria. Hi. Uh, hi. hi. Yes, now, hi. I'm sure... Let's be civilised. I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online. What's the best way for folks to do that? Um, I'm still on Twitter for some incomprehensible reasons. So, uh, my handle is M-V-A-R-M-A-Z-I-S. 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 No, 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 no XYZ. No XYZ. It sounds like it, but no. And I'm also on infosec.exchange if you are a Mastodon user, and my handle is simply at Maria. So I'm squatting on that one. Yeah. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G. Twitter allows to have a G. And you can also join us to discuss the show on Reddit. We're at smashinsecurity.com slash Reddit. Or just search on Reddit for Smash Insecurity and you'll find us. Uh, once again, thanks to this week's Smashing Security sponsors, Immersive Labs and LastPass. Their amazing support helps us give you the show for free. And thank you to all the people that listen to us, review us, or support us on Patreon. Uh, we love you. Everything you do is magic. And of course, check us out on SmashingSecurity.com for past episodes, sponsorship details, and info on how to get in touch with us. Mwah, mwah. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. See ya. Quite smutty this week. <laughs> oh yeah, just see who's smutty. Yeah, Mr. Kaluli. Yeah, not me this time. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>